You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on our Lost rewatch. That's right, we are still doing Lost because we love Lost. We love to get lost in Lost, and I might say Lost a few more hundred times throughout this. We're into the sixth episode of the first season. This episode is called House of the Rising Sun. It's a very well-known song, I feel, and it's also a punny. A, a punny, yes, I know, right? Um, this episode first aired on the 27th of October, 2004. It was written by Javier Grillo Macruc, <laughs> and it was directed by Michael Zinberg. Uh, and this episode... Zoidberg? Zo- <laughs> Aye, um, <laughs> focuses on our beloved son, in case you didn't realise that. Uh, my name is Ben. It's not House of the Rising Jin. <laughs> Sorry. House of the Rising Sawyer. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm looking forward to verbally copulating throughout this episode. Uh, my name is Noah, and are you sure this podcast is where you want to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sure. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting, because I think we kind of we started off so well in terms of our, our five-episode streak at the beginning here at Lost, and... Uh, we kind of, I don't want to say gotten terrible now. I mean, it's not a terrible episode. No. It's not about tattoos or anything. But it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely at that point where we've kind of had a great bunch of five episodes and now we're just, I guess, into our generic lost episode, I would say. Yeah, I think it's... These episodes are interesting because this is probably like the 11th or 12th time I've seen this episode. Um and do you not think a lot of these episodes back in the day, and we'll talk about next week's one as well next week, um, appropriate time to talk about next week's, um, <laughs> but do you not feel a lot of these episodes, when they first aired, may have had a much bigger impact than when you watched them 13 years later? So, like, at the time, th- this episode it had a big twist, and it was the first time we really learned about these characters who were just kind of glorified extras before this, so... I mean, it's a decent episode. It's just a stock standard one. But I feel like maybe back in the day, and I don't have big memories of it from back in the day, but I imagine maybe it would have been had a bit more of an impact than it does now. Yeah, I'd see that. And the, the thing with me is that, um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Jin and Sun, and I, I just love their coupling. So generally, I'm a huge fan of their backstory episodes because I think they're fascinating. But I, I think kind of. <laughs> This isn't one of them necessarily, but like, yeah, I think, I think kind of also, as I've said before in some of these episodes, kind of in the beginning when you're watching this for the first time, you're wanting a backstory on each of the characters. So you kind of like, you wait, oh, we finally get to see a bit now about Sun and Jin, like, cause all we know is that he's a bit of a dick and she's just kind of pussy with, we don't know any reason why. So to me, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think kind of at the time I was like, oh yeah, okay, great. Here we know, here we go. But like when you're sort of watching these back to back and you know what's to come, um, the House of the Rising Sun doesn't necessarily rise up there <laughs> um, as high as some of the other ones. So, yeah. I, yeah it's, not, it's not a classic, but it's, it's okay. It has some fun moments in that. Uh, it's got uh, a definite laugh-out-loud line in this episode, <laughs> which um, it's, it's such a bad, bad line, but I just could not help but crack up laughing at it. Um, and bad news, bad news, listeners. Um, yeah. Very bad oh, news. There's like two seconds of Boone and Shannon in this episode, so no words, no, like nothing. Um, so Our silent hero. Yeah, it's 
it's sad. Like, Boone's probably out there doing what he can, but <laughs> we just can't talk about it because he didn't make the edit. <laughs> Yeah, who knows what he's out doing. I'm sure it was cut, left on the cutting room floor trying to save someone or something. But, I mean, they were kind of not major characters, but they were relevant in the first few episodes. And this is kind of the beginning of Boone and Shannon having not much to do with anything, <laughs> which is sad. Let, let's be honest. In all these different scenes, like, he's there willing to uh, bash up Michael, but he's pushed aside. And he's he's there willing to put a, something, a suitcase over the bees nest. He's pushed aside. Um, he was the first to find out the son speaks English, but yeah. just didn't make the cut. <laughs> he too wanted to give son some drinks at that wedding, but was pushed aside. <laughs> this is our new thing. Insert Boone into a scene and see what Boone would have been doing. While Shannon was in the background, just being Shannon. Um, but yeah, so I, I think kind of what we've established in a lot of these episodes too is that there will be some episodes where we lump the flashbacks all together. And I think this is probably going to be one of those episodes where we kind of lump all the flashbacks together. There's not really a whole lot in terms of the overall, uh, storyline here that we really, uh, need to go through with the, the Jin and Sun. Uh, so, I mean, we could probably almost get straight into the flashbacks straight away if you kind of want to go through this a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I think we can, but I think before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, um, I think one thing we really need to point out with this flashback is that this is so groundbreaking. Like, not the flashback itself, but this was an episode of television in 2004 on network television in America where a quarter of the episode is subtitled in a nut... Uh, in English, uh, with the actors speaking a whole entire different language. Mm. And that was so unprecedented at the time. And you'd probably see it now, maybe more on cable, but that was just so groundbreaking. And it's a shame they couldn't do that with all the languages. We'll get to Saeed's flashback coming up in a few episodes. But that was just such a big thing. Not only did we have characters that didn't speak English, although we'll soon find out one of them did, but (laughs) we had a whole episode pretty much dedicated where they had the average Americans reading subtitles on TV. It was crazy, and I'm so glad they went to the effort rather than just having them speak English and pretending it's Korean. But, yeah, so no, just another groundbreaking thing that I think people kind of look over on Lost nowadays, that that actually happened. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, and, I mean, for someone like myself who doesn't know how to read, uh, it's very hard to, to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what was happening. It's like, what? You, there's words at the bottom of the screen. What, what are these things? But, yeah, no, it's it's completely true. And, I mean, one thing I've got to say that I, I, Yoon Jin Kim, like, she's a fantastic actress. But, like, she, so re- underrated. she really shines in the Korean scenes. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not saying she's a bad actress when she's speaking English, uh, but... I mean, she is, what, a huge star of Korean cinema. I think she was, what, handpicked because of her kind of experience in the uh, Korean cinema scene. But, like, you can just tell in her scenes when she's, uh, you know, and it's not to take away from Daniel Day Kim either, but, like, I mean, she is just, she owns the the, the screen whenever she's speaking in Korean. I just, I was really taken aback this time around by just how good she is as an actress. So, uh, props to Yoon Jin Kim. so underrated, um... Uh, but fun little trivia is that <coughs> Yoon Jin Kin, uh, who plays Sun, obviously speaks English in the show, um, but she grew up in Korea and she was fluent in Korean and her English isn't bad, but she wasn't like up to scratch with her English. While uh, Daniel Day Kim, on the other hand, had 
not really learnt Korean since like high school or something, and he was really rusty on his Korean and actually had to get help from Yunjin for the Korean scene. So it's kind of a funny role reversal that the dude who plays the fluent Korean who doesn't speak English is kind of struggling with his Korean, and then the person who's supposed to play the English person is kind of struggling a little bit with the English. Uh, so it's kind of funny little bit of trivia there. And but, Yeah, she's great. And if you've ever obviously seen Daniel Day Kim in anything else, I mean, he basically got a really strong American accent too. So, I mean, he's he's not really... Yeah. I mean, he grew up in the States. Yeah, yeah. And we love Daniel Day. We love both the Kims. Uh, oh, he's this. great. Love Daniel Day Kim. So, the first flashback, I mean, again, we're just going to kind of go over the flashbacks here because, again, not a whole lot really to add in the overall thing. I mean, obviously, it counterbalances in with, I guess, what Sun's feeling in some of these scenes. And obviously, we're going to get to uh, Jin bashing the crap out of Michael in just a few moments. <laughs> Somehow, he survives that, but we'll get to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we kind of see, uh, first of all, uh, Sunny's just chilling at a party. Um, and after Boone, uh, tried to serve drinks, um, Boone didn't really try and serve drinks in case you haven't seen. What? I didn't see Boone in that scene. <laughs> like, don't, just, just go along with the jokes, people. Um, we see Jin, uh, trying to serve drinks to Sun. And, you know, we get a bit of a stare. We get that trying look. Trying to serve Jin. Jin, trying to serve Jin to, to Sun. Um, and uh, we get a bit of a glance, like, oh, you know, they're flirting, but clearly they obviously are actually together because they then uh, start making out uh, basically under a little, I don't know what that is, a hut or something, or Korean gazebo, um, (laughs) a gazebo. Um, But obviously they're in a a relationship together, but uh, the mother, the father of uh, Sun doesn't know. She seems like he's a bit of a hard nut, and obviously we're going to see a lot of uh, her father across this series of Lost. Um, And Jin suggests that they run away to America and elope. Um, Is it Jin who says that, or is it Sun? Uh... Uh, Sun. Sun says that. I apologise. Jin's the one who then- fake out. Yeah, Jin's the one who then says, "Oh, I'll talk to your father," um, and gives like this sort of sweet ongoing thing where he provides her with a flower. Wish it was a diamond. One day it will be. Oh, it's so sweet. Um, I look. I really do fucking love Jin and Sun's love story in this show. Oh, it's just one of my favourites. I mean, it's up there with with Penny and Desmond as probably but do you top not- two. Every time I watch these flashbacks, do you not think, like, their story alone, like, cut out the island stuff and the mysteries, that would just be a great Korean drama film? Oh, yeah. Like, their whole, like, rich girl with the harsh father marries poor fisherman from a poor uh, family uh, with his mother, a prostitute. They come together and they want to get married and they can get married, but he has to work for her father and then he has to do really bad stuff and their relationship falls apart and she's going to run away so she learns English and has an affair and then in the end they rekindle their love just as she's about to run away. Wouldn't that just be a great Korean film? Someone needs to re-edit this. You kind of just it's like a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. She has an affair. <laughs> so we don't really need to cover any more sudden Jin episodes. Done. Jin and Sun, that's <laughs> it. Um they later end up in but, a Oh my god. Uh, it's just out there of all the all the other like flashbacks, there's a could easily stand alone as just a whole other thing, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I mean this is I think just kind of you know, pairing on the the love story with them, and I, I mean, I really think it's comparable to Desmond and Penny when they eventually come into it. It's just, it's the emotional chord it does strike with you, and I, I like, I fail to see many other couples in this show as an ongoing couple, not kind of the will they, won't they, all oh, the sexual tension, all oh, the triangle, all oh, they're in a cage, all oh, they're having sex. Um, <laughs> you know, like 
this is just ongoing throughout the entire season between these two. And it's kind of like we've touched on with the whole, you know, Michael sort of son alluded to, like, what? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, glad they dropped them. <laughs> whereas, you know, it's like the same when Desmond and Penny comes into it. Like, you don't need a, an extra person on the side or all this sort of stuff. You don't like, need Ben and Desmond flirting. No, exactly. <laughs> That's a different show. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just... Oh, I just... I love Jin and Son so much. And the yeah. chemistry between the actors as well. Like, it's... That's what sells it. I mean, it's just so much. Uh, sorry, but so much attention given to like Jack, Kate, Kate Sawyer, Jack, Julia, Sawyer, Julia. But really, the true love stories are the two that you mentioned. Like yeah. this is so well written, and just they do so many good things. A few bad things later on in season five and six, but. It's just so well done, and yeah, I love it too. Yeah, so uh, the next sort of flashback scene is uh, Jin's in a suit, and uh, we find out that he's gotten permission from uh, Sun's father uh, to be married, but he's got the catch 22 is he's got to work uh for a year under son's father um do management training work in the factory it's temporary of course uh and then he has a ring um which basically somehow he was able to afford straight away um i love it when son hugs him and the first thing she does is look at the ring uh, <laughs> you know that's that's generally what females do uh i've been engaged i'm allowed to say that um, <laughs> my ring wasn't quite as nice as that i'm a poor podcast host so go figure um, I wasn't actually at the time I was working at Sanity, but I was still poor. Uh, <laughs> the next scene, like, just to, can I just point out here that I love how sons all like, oh, you know, we can't afford it. Like, oh, how can you do this? Oh, okay. Like, work for my father and we can be together. The next scene, she's coming home with, like, Chanel and Gucci bags. Like, I mean, she's definitely not. <laughs> she's on board with this all of a sudden. She's from one of the richest families in Korea. So. Uh, she got over it pretty yeah, she's like, oh no, but I could never do this. Oh, fuck it, I want a new Chanel clutch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she comes home, she's got all these uh, bags, and poor old uh, Jin's been working long hours for her father, but she he thinks that making up by getting one of those like ruffly dogs that used to be in the toilet paper commercial. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's a cute dog. It is. Uh, I don't know if you're Bobo. a Bobo. Are you a dog person? or It's the name of the dog. What is it? What's it called? Bobo. Obbo. Bobo. Bobo. B-P-O, B-P-O. Oh, Bobo. 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 It's a dog. Bobo. (laughs) It's it's old gummy dog. Um, (laughs) It's cute. I want it. Yeah, I'll look, you know, sure, it's a dog. Um, I love Jin, who's like, here's a dog. You'll have to feed it and train it. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) I got you a well, gift, honey. <laughs> in fairness, I love Sun, but it's not like she's worked a day in her life. No, so. Exactly. <laughs> so she could train a dog. She, she, she's. It's like the Real Housewives of Soul or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sun bought me a dog. <laughs> Keeping up with the the um, what's their last the name? Quans. The Quans. Keeping up with the Quans. Oh, that that has a ring to it. Oh my God, Chloe! There's always a Chloe in there somewhere. Um, but uh, the the phone rings and uh, Jin's got to go off. But I, I do like the line there from Sun when she says, "Remember when all you had to do was give me a flower?" And we get a nice little scene of that coming up soon. Um, and then later on, uh, we see. Uh, G- uh, son's still at home Jin comes back and uh, oh no he's covered in blood what's going on here um, I love this scene so much drama 
Well, I remember watching this for the first time, and again, you're like, what the hell's going on here? Because I, I think kind of you always assumed that, you know, Jin was a dick and he was just a controlling bastard of a husband, whereas, like, this is the first time we kind of get to see that it's kind of the opposite. He's so in love with her that he's just willing to do anything for her. I mean, it's it's obviously alluded yeah. to more in the, the future flashback episodes when we see it from uh, Jin's point of view. But, I mean, at this stage, like, he's come home. Like, clearly he's working for her father just so he can, like, do the right thing and not just run away and elope. And he's come home and, you know, he's just not saying a word. And Sun's basically like, what is, what's happening? What's with the blood? Like, you're not talking to me. And then Jin's basically like, it's your father. You know, I've had to do this for him. Um, oh, it's heartbreaking. And what does he say? Like, I do what your father um, tells me, basically. And then uh, she gets a bit domestic violence and slaps him. <laughs> I mean, I guess at the same time, he kind of grabbed her. But, you know, um, <laughs> it's still domestic violence. <laughs> um, this is a Korean soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's kind of, it's just, it is, it's like, just so intense. Like, the acting between these two is amazing, kind of yeah. as I've already alluded to here. And the music and everything. You're right, I think, when you said before about how this would just make a good TV show in itself. Because it's like, well, what's going on here? Why is he covered in blood? Yeah. And who is her father? This is episode nine of yeah. <laughs> Sun and Jin. Uh, Days of Our Soul. Um. Day of... Day of <laughs> <laughs> we can't have some good titles here. Um, or, or what about... The Soul of the Sun. The Soul of the Sun. <laughs> Home and a um, career. <laughs> you did you did mention though one thing i love about the sun and jin flashbacks because later they combine them when they bring in more characters they combine sun and jin into one but really this is a sun flashback it just has yeah. jin in it um so you brought up another thing is we actually will see this scene again and we'll see pretty much this entire flashback but from jin's perspective so we'll actually get to revisit this uh bloody bathroom scene so i really like that they did that that you know, episode six and then episode 17 or something, they revisit the exact same kind of moments. I think it's a really cool storytelling technique. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's done very cleverly, kind of. Because, uh, I mean, we don't, with with any of the, the sort of pairs, I mean, we never see kind of, do we see a separate Walt one to Michael? Is Walt's kind of no. lumped in with Michael? I mean, we see separate Boone and Shannon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's because they only get one each. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, we do we, we do realise that in this scene, of course, Boone came in first with blood. He's like, I do everything for your father. Oh, no, Boone. It's okay. You can leave now. Maybe he was beating up Boone. <laughs> well, it becomes a thing in a couple of episodes. So. Or maybe he was beating up some American, black black Americans, yes, which we'll get to. They just hate black Americans, apparently, <laughs> Korean. We'll get to that black American. Bit, but, yeah. um, but then the, the sort of the final, well, second final scene, really uh we then get um Jin's uh on the phone and basically telling the dog to bugger off the couch while <laughs> Sun's there with a decorator and we find out that she's not really just a decorator she's kind of some person who's helping her escape and she's essentially saying to her um you go to the airport um and is it 11:15 you will leave um, and you'll come outside and get into a car, then it'll be, you know, assume that you've been kidnapped. Uh, everyone will think you're dead and you'll go on to live a new life. So basically this is Sun's escape. She's that unhappy with Jin that she wants to leave because, you know, she doesn't know what he's doing as a job. And then obviously that leads us to the final sort of flashback when we do see them at the airport. And I like kind of the continuity there, how we've got Jack yelling at the um, the desk clerk oh, yeah, kind of as cool. we saw like an Chrissy. episode. 
Yeah, Chrissy. <laughs> um, and we just kind of, we see her look at the clock. We see the car outside. Um, she's thinking about it. Does she want to leave or not? Then we just get oh, such a sweet little scene. I don't know why it always tears me up. Just, you know, he just sort of smiles at her and shows a little flowering like, oh, Jin. You know, little, little <laughs> scallywag. Um, and then, like, obviously she doesn't ultimately leave and that's kind of how she got on the plane. I do like how we do have these ongoing sort of storylines with all these characters about how they very much nearly don't get on the plane. Like, we saw that, yeah. we, you know, we'll see that with Charlie the next episode. Obviously Hurley, um, you know, and so many of these characters, which they shouldn't be on the plane. Um, so, fate. yeah, fate. Destiny. Destiny. Um, Um, But, yeah, I just... I don't know. Like, it's just... It's so sweet. I mean, that's all the flashbacks (laughs) lumped in together there, and obviously we'll tie them in slightly to kind of what happens with uh, Jin and Sun in this episode. But, um, you know, our first little taste on it... Again, I always do like Jin and Sun's storylines and their flashbacks. I mean, again, this isn't the meatiest, but it's still got enough intrigue in there that we're establishing sort of... It's an introduction. Yeah. And it's kind of... I think mainly, like, it explains a little bit more... And even though it's a Sun flashback... I think it mainly gives Jin a bit more weight because at this this yeah. is the first time we're not seeing him as the prick who's telling her to just button up a shirt. You know, we're actually seeing that he's not a bit of a prick. He is kind of doing this for her. This is a fun flashback to look at on the Chronicle, uh, Lost in Chronological Order, because it kind of plays both of theirs like in one go. So it's kind of a cool way to watch it. Um, but you should mention... Uh, uh, the decorator asks Sun if she has taken her lessons, mm. which, of course, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, oh, what could it be? I think probably a lot of people guessed by then, but some probably not. Um, but I like her. I like the decorator. I think she's, she's cool. She's rare. Yeah. I, th- I thought this was the episode, because don't we get an episode where we see her speak English for the first time? Because isn't that the person she has the affair with, the one who teaches her English? Or am I thinking... What, the decorator? <laughs> no. The- <laughs> I wish. Oh, I want to see that Korean drama. <laughs> I know the um, that's the North Korean version. <laughs> yes, uh, no, please. The the when she learns English, doesn't she? From the guy who she has an affair with in the future. Am I thinking of something different? Yeah, yeah, that that does happen. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, <laughs> I'm with you. I want to see that one too. <laughs> I like her though. She's just yeah. kind of like we don't really know who she is, but we don't need to. Her, we don't need her back. Who is but, she? <laughs> uh, I do like the son. Ask her if she can take the dog. Um, oh yeah, look after my dog. That's when I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. But no. I think that's when we need the um, the Inception flashback of yeah. like, <laughs> the decorator. Or something. What <laughs> she's like had a, a <laughs> like she's had a bad experience in the past of a dog. Or something. <laughs> she's like, oh, sure, I'll take the dog. <laughs> it's kind of like it's like um the the flashback with um Sawyer in a couple of episodes where as soon as he sees a kid, he's like, deals off. It's like, look after my dog. No, deals off. <laughs> Bad Inception flashback for the decorator and the dog there. Um, <laughs> the decorator and the dog. Then yeah. <laughs> we don't really know much more of like her. She's taking the dog, but like, like yeah, who, who is she? <laughs> we don't. We don't need it. Don't people listening? Don't put that on your unanswered questions. Like yeah. some people do at the show, they put down every single little thing that happens. Oh, that wasn't answered. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the flashback as a whole, it's not the best ever, but coupled with the Jin version of it, I think it's a really good introduction to the two characters, and it's intriguing enough for an introduction. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And uh, obviously, as you said, we'll kind of see the other side of this uh, in several episodes. Times this season, right? It's still season one that we get to see it. Um, so yep. uh, that's the gin perspective. Uh, is that uh, in translation, episode 17 that I'm looking at here, Noah, Mr. Smarty Pants? Correct. Good. All right. Look at me. I looked at a Wikipedia article. I feel smart. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the island. Um, we get... Um, I mean, the episode does actually open with Sun's eye opening, uh, which is kind of um, the ongoing sort of thing that we get. How long does that last for, the eye opening at the beginning of the episode? Throughout season one. Not every episode, though. Mm, yeah. Just throughout season one. I like I like uh, gin fishing, like you know, you can just grab a giant fish like that in the water. Um, we get flirting Jack and Kate scene talking about his tattoos. Oh <laughs> no! Does this scene just That's haunt you? <laughs> yeah, I, I've got my notes here, and I say Jack and Kate talking about Jack's tattoos. No explanation. <laughs> Couldn't they just explain it right here and there and not have an episode? And it's like, couldn't, like, literally, like, oh, your tattoos. Oh, yeah, I got them drunkenly in the Philippines. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's it. Done. Yeah. yeah, and then we could have a freaking Russo flashback or something we actually want. But I'll get that. Um, but I, I do like sort of Charlie when he says, like, oh, you guys finished verbally copulating. And then when Kate's like, oh, ask Jack about his tattoos. Jack- oh, you guys have an in joke. How cute. <laughs> Oh, absolutely wonderful for you both. Oh, he's such a dick. I love Charlie. <laughs> I like his next line coming up, but that line is just like, come on, Charlie. Oh, but so they're basically, uh, they're what, getting ready to go back to the cave because uh, we've obviously discovered this cave last episode um, with the water. Um, but in the meantime, after the, the flashback that we've just, uh, well, we've gone over the flashbacks, but after the first of the flashback, uh, we all of a sudden see Jin getting a little bit angry at Michael and spear tackling him, punching the absolute crap out of him. Like, I'm sorry, Michael's dead. His skull is caved in at this point. He, he, like, he honestly gets hit about like 30 times. You know, Mike Tyson could not survive that many hits to the head. Michael is dead. Um, but uh, then Saeed comes in. I I do like how you know Boone doesn't come in. Why doesn't Boone come in here? This is a this has got Boone written all over it. Yeah, here. this is a classic Boone situation. I want to see Boone coming in, trying to spear tackle him, and Jin just flicking him off. <laughs> or or Boone's like, oh, is this what we're doing? And comes and joins in punching Michael. <laughs> He's starts punching Walt. <laughs> yeah, well, I do love that Jim pushes Walt over. I think everyone was cheering during that. Yeah, I was. I was like, stop <laughs> punching Michael and punch Walt. No one will like care. Child abuse from Jim. <laughs> Maybe it's good he never got to meet a child. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, so he comes in and spear tackles Jim. Everyone's spear tackling in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're all NFL <laughs> players. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but basically, it's like, get the handcuffs, and they handcuff... uh, Love the continuity. The continuity of the the handcuffs, or... Just that the handcuffs are still in play, and that Sawyer's got them. So many shots, not... Yeah, but that makes sense for Sawyer's character, I think. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, so, we're back in the cave, are we not, all of a sudden? Um, And uh, what is... uh, They're asking, how does he find this place? Oh, like I was just running after my dead dad. Um, (laughs) And then they're kind of going through all the stuff. Did you find 
uh, what, is it, what does Charlie say? Like, oh, have you gone through all this stuff? And, uh, you know, there might be some useful here. Is this when, like, somebody says, oh, yeah, you're right, Charlie? And he's like, yeah, I'm right. Um, <laughs> and then, like, you know, find some drugs. What does Charlie say? Drugs. Oh. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, look for some drugs. Come on. <laughs> so he goes. Oh, drugs, yes. <laughs> Druggies, give me some drugs. Um, Heroin? He- what? <laughs> I was in drive shaft. I play bass. Um, <laughs> he goes outside because he's got to have drugs. Now someone's mentioned drugs. Charlie's just like the person who says, like, <laughs> you mentioned something and he wants it. Like, oh, yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's goes outside, has a Big Mac or something like that in his pocket. Um, Boone shows up. Oh, were you having heroin? <laughs> oh, no, Boone. You've got to share it. No, Boone. It's all right. Boone steals all the heroin, like the water he's <laughs> Boone just got his stash. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's be real here. Boom was the one who finds the stash later on. He so. is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Don't talk about that scene yet. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> Charlie's outside trying to sniff his boon stash of heroin. And all of a sudden you hear, do not move. Um, and it's Locke. And he's like, Charlie thinks he's been caught. But he just happens to be standing... On a nest of bees. Why not? Of course there would be a nest of bees. Um, And I love Charlie. I have an irrational fear of bees. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's like, oh, bees, cool. (laughs) I mean, bees are bees. Like, as Nicolas Cage famously said in (laughs) (laughs) The bees! Not the bees! Um, (laughs) Download our face-off episode to hear more silly impersonations. I didn't think of that, that, uh... Nicholas Cage moment when they're running from the bees. Now I've read here that uh, these are actually real bees. Um, they were <laughs> really? male drone bees were used in the bee scene as they do not have stingers and therefore could not harm actor Dominic Monaghan. But uh, there is a scene when they're running away where they do not look real. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so IMDb trivia. Really, uh, the literal trivia point on their, this episode of Lost, in the spoiler section, <laughs> underneath which it says, the trivia item below may give away important plot spoilers. In this episode, we first discover that Sun can speak and understand English. You don't say! Thanks for that one. <laughs> they are the Survivor wiki of obvious there. Um, I think this whole stuff, like, I don't mind filler on Lost. I think some of the filler episodes can be some of the funnest ones, but this... B storyline is just so dumb. It's it's really is the epitome of a B storyline, or even probably more of a C storyline. <laughs> I mean, like, what is we'll like that. what is the point of it? Because is it just to literally get Kate and Jack <laughs> shirtless? Get, uh, it's just to get Evangeline Lily and Matthew Fox shirtless. Really, that's all the B's are there for. I mean, like, can't they just spill some water on their shirt or something like that? Or rip their shirt on a tree running away from the smoke monster or something? <laughs> oh, my underwear fell feet. off. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's stupid, but whatever. It creates a funny joke. So. Uh, but meanwhile, we cut back to sort of the beach where uh, Saeed, of course... Uh, Saeed is the Iraqi boon, but at the same time, he's actually got a point because he is kind of the interrogator, as we will find out in an episode or so. Um, but he's sort of questioning Michael, and Michael's like, for the hundredth time, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> I do I do like it when Michael or someone's like, where are you from, man? <laughs> 
it's like uh, to Crete. It's like, and everyone's looking around like, uh, is that in California? Yeah. Where is Crete? Like, no offense to all other American listeners, but I do think there would have been at least one person gone. Yeah, where's that? <laughs> Boone, of course. And then, knew. Ar- <laughs> and then I love Saeed. Iraq. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone's just looking around to Crete. Um, Iraq. But then, yeah, this is that line where uh, oh Michael God. says, where I'm from, Korean people don't like black people. Now, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to comment on that because I don't know much of the history in regards to Koreans and black people. Is that a thing? Well, here's the thing. I've always thought this line stood out as really weird, but... When I first watched this, I was quite young, so I just assumed, oh, that's just something I don't understand. That's like a, a thing in America, and I don't really know. But as I've grown older, like, I never, ever heard of this being a thing ever, and I've watched videos, and everyone thinks this is the most random line ever. Like, it's just, this stands out so much. Where I'm from in America, Korean people don't like black people. Where is what? he? Where does he live? Little Korea? And, like, they just hate, like... <laughs> Like, well, like, why? Well, well, I always used to think that he meant, like, where he lives in New York. Um, but this time, watching it for the first time, he kind of just implies in the United States. And he's very like, specific. Korean. Like, he, he says, it's not like he says where I'm from, Asian people don't like black. He says, like, Korean people. Korean like, people don't like black people. That's very specific, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't even questions him on it. And it's like... <laughs> It's. I mean, I guess you can come to the defense where Michael then says, oh, I was angry, I wasn't thinking right, but still, it's like Michael getting real technical there. Yeah, it's 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 a bit interesting. We do get a couple of nice little uh, funny one-liners. But if you're though. Korean listening and yeah. you live in the United States, please tell us if you hate black exactly, people. Exactly. If you tear it up a lot. <laughs> if you know. really hate black people. <laughs> Just messages in. I'm waiting to see the headline, why I hate black people. I'm like, oh. This is going to be great for our next episode. Um, you know, just... <laughs> I really hope somebody's, like, downloaded this podcast and they've gone, oh, what is this? They've skipped through to that exact line where I've literally said, why I hate black people. <laughs> and they've gone, oh, God, Ben Waterworth at it again. He's still racist. <laughs> That's ending yeah. up back on Reddit in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, he never learns. He never learns. Still racist. Um, <laughs> but if anyone can clear this up, yeah. if, you, if you're just a racist or you're a Korean <laughs> or black. Or you're all you that out there listening. Please. Or you... Javier Grillo for writing this episode. If you're listening, then, yeah, we'd love to know. Actually, I mean, that That's, would be... This a... has been 13 years in curiosity. So. Yeah. That would actually be a, a quite an interesting question to ask him. Like, where, where does that come from? Is that, like, maybe they had some Korean staff who... But it is a thing, maybe, and it's just not explored. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like maybe it is a, a thing. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna get in a few episodes. Uh, I'm the only Australian who loves peanut butter. Oh, so God, they, look, I love the continuity loss, but they didn't always do their fact checking. So yeah, next I'll be saying Korean people in the United States don't like peanut butter. So yeah, um, and as we all know, Decreet really isn't in Iraq. It's in Florida. So like, I don't know why they went with that. Um, yeah. But uh, I do like like the little one-liners. What does uh, Saeed say at one point here? Like, little outer Omar or something like that. And then Hurley, that Chinese man, he's got to get crispy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hurley. Lovable, dumb, 
Fun time. <laughs> he finally gets called out in that in like an episode, doesn't he? Or so. Um, but um, the Korean, they're, they're Korean dude. Um, yeah, we'll get to- so where are we? All oh, right, so we're back to we've had the flashback. Um, we basically go back now to the B situation um, because we still need to see the B storyline. <laughs> what does Charlie say? Very important. <laughs> so they're basically they're here to the, the idea is to cover the nest so that Charlie can step off it because again everybody on Lost just happens to have experience with bees like I mean it's just like oh that one we're going to get a flashback in a few episodes time of like you know Jack and his bee storyline knowledge um, so they're trying to put this suitcase on top of the, the hive and Charlie's most crap idea I've ever heard <laughs> this isn't going to work it's only crap at the end of the day because you panic slap a bee break the hive and then you run away <laughs> For somebody who has an irrational fear of bees, like, I have an irrational fear of spiders. And if I've got spiders crawling on me like that, I'm not slapping them to make them. I'm just shitting myself, waiting for somebody to get me. If you've got a snake on you, what are you doing in that point? Like, <laughs> I have an irrational fear of I'm not slapping snake. a snake. <laughs> you're, you're slapping... No, actually, I'm not going to say that line. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but anyway, so they all run away because they've got to get away from the CGI bees at this point. Uh, <laughs> because all of a sudden, Jack needs to get shirtless. Kate needs to get shirtless. We just we need to see them shirtless. We went from smoke monsters to polar bears to bees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming soon, ants. Uh, <laughs> but we get Aunt Evangeline Lily shirtless, so who can complain too much? I actually was attacked by ants in Hawaii, random story, but that's for another time. Um, but yes, and then she kind of discovers skeletons uh, who are soon going to be uh, oh. called our island's own Adam and Eve. Um, Love this. Which uh, basically, um, where am I up to here? Oh, right, so Jack, of course, Mr. Smarty Pants, knows that it takes about 40 or 50 years for clothing to degrade like this. Um, He's got the stones in his little bag. Ooh, what does that mean, Noah? What's laughable about this is Jack was way off with the 40 to 50 years. Uh, (laughs) Try, like, a thousand years. He's literally just trying to impress Kate. Like, yeah. Yeah, he knows nothing about Clothing like this, 40 or 50. By by far. (laughs) Jack, they died in, like, 10,000 BC or something. Like, 40 or 50 years. Come on, man. Um, But, look, we'd be be doing the same, (laughs) Noah. If you've got shirtless Evangeline Lilly. You know, yeah, fucking uh, close. 40 or 50 years. Yeah. yeah, I know that. I saw it on Lost. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely adore this scene because it was just, they put this in here and the writers always constantly said, we'll get back to this scene. There are two bodies, Adam and Eve, Jack at the bag with just a random black and white, like, what the hell could that mean? He's just got this bag with black, like, what? And... They kept saying, we'll come back to it and it'll come full circle. And it didn't. They never really mentioned it again. But then in the third ever last episode of Lost. So if anything, House of the Rising Sun just gets extra credit just because it does tie in later. Um, But they actually come back to this storyline in a pretty decent answer. And they do tie this up. And we actually get C clips of House of the Rising Sun in that third last episode. And we do get an answer for this. And it's kind of like a a mystery that kind of sat in the background but was always there. And it's just so weird. Like, he gets a bag with black and white stones, but then to watch it on a rewatch, it's just so fulfilling. And I absolutely love this scene that 
this random scene turned into actually something much bigger and ties the whole show together. You, you do realise, of course, with this scene, Boone was there five minutes beforehand. He said it actually takes 20 to 30 years for clothes to uh, disintegrate <laughs> like that. But Jack's like, no, Boone. It's actually 40 to 50 years. Um, but the best I part just... about this scene... Sorry, yeah, you go quickly because I'm going to take this a certain direction in a minute, so you might as well get into your serious oh. stuff. <laughs> I just remember kind of just being so satisfied when I watched the conclusion to this in the third ever last episode, like that they showed the clip of him getting the bag but then even who were these men is what Locke says and yeah well, actually one of them is female everything just tied like they were showing us from the sixth ever episode of lost there was this man and for the record i'm a defender of the show i don't believe they knew who it was going to be exactly when uh they put this mystery in i think it came later on but even retroactively it just ties so well together and everything falls into place i absolutely love it I wonder if they like they did have kind of like a little black book or something like that where they just jotted down dot points. So kind of like how we're coming along here and writing down questions that need to be answered. So at some point they've gone like, okay, we're from House Rising Sun. We need to explain, you know, Adam and Eve. Where do they come from? And also, why <laughs> do black people think that Asians hate them? <laughs> um, so clearly they I only just, answered. There one were of those. lots of theories about this, and um, I mean, one of them was that it was Jack and Kate who time travelled. Um, and then it was their dead bodies, which sounds preposterous at the time, but then, but, like, that's a very realistic possibility later on in the show, which is how crazy Lost is. Yeah, yeah. But the best part about this entire scene, of course, is when uh, Charlie and uh, Locke come back in, uh, and there is uh, shirtless Jack, shirtless Kate, and they kind of give a bit of an awkward look, and uh, she turns around and says, oh, yeah, sorry, it was full of bees, to which Charlie replies... <laughs> I would have said C's, actually. <laughs> such a cheesy... I have to admit, I laughed out loud. It's seriously such a bad line. Like, that is that is a me line. That is how bad I would be in that situation. I'm not getting the awkward laugh out loud. I'm getting, oh, my God, Ben, you're so sad. Whereas, like, at this point, we're just, like, cracking. I love that line so much. Yeah, um, it's clever for a spare-of-the-moment joke. It's so creepy. Like, the way he kind of has that little smirk on his face. <laughs> but it is so Charlie. Like these characters really were written to their characters. Like yeah. that is something he would say. It's not a Hurley line or something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so Charlie, and um, yeah, it's hilarious. But it's so bad. You can imagine Hurley saying, "Dude, I'm not looking." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, meanwhile, so yeah, we get Locke's line of her own Adam and Eve, as I've pointed out. We go back to the beach. Uh, Sun is washing Jin's hands, and we get kind of. To the uh, flashback, of course. Um, but uh, meanwhile, Locke is uh, saying he'll stay in the cave with Charlie to go through um, the sort of the stuff. Hello, Kate. Are you volunteering? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate and Jack are about to go back with all the bottles of water. Uh, and this is kind of when Jack, I think, was starting to get a bit of an idea that won't it be good to <sighs> move to these caves. Um, but, uh, yeah, we get Locke... Um, uh, so he's staying back with Charlie, as I just said. Um, but yeah, Kate's very skeptical. You don't. So you're not a fan of Jack wanting to stay in the caves? Is this Jack's poor leadership ability coming in again? Because I mean, look, it's it's. You can see points on both arguments here. Yeah, I can see both sides. The, I think no one's in the full right or wrong, but it's just it's so Jack. Like this is what I want, so this is what we're gonna have. Damn it, <laughs> damn it, Kate. Um, <laughs> So it's just... You should make a YouTube video of those. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I could see both sides, but it's just so cringeworthy groaning Jack. We'll get to Saeed in a minute, but it's just like, come on, Jack. Just can't we have a meeting about it or something? <laughs> Jack's uh, perfect uh, yeah, leadership skills. Uh, we go back to the beach. Um, I like Walt staring at Jin. And then I love um, Michael like going to Jin. You say something to my boy? <laughs> It's just like, maybe it's the other way around. Like, maybe it's, it's black people hate Koreans. Black people, people don't like Koreans. Like, maybe. Um, and that was part of the whole thing, like, making it seem like Koreans are the bad ones. And really, that's just them slandering Koreans. Yeah, who knows? I've, written, yeah, I've literally written... The mystery. Walt, I've written Walt's stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Walt's a little shit. Um, but this is, is this kind of, where they talk about his... Birthday, yeah. Their birthday. So you so don't know like, anything yeah. about me. Like, when's my birthday? What does he say? Like August fifth. When's mine? It's like, yeah. you know, I like that. Um, and kind of like Michael's oh. like, what you know, ask him like, what did your mother say about me? He's like, well, she never talked about you. Um, and clearly, because again, like this is Michael's whole storyline. Like Michael's whole thing is he would do anything, anything for his boy. Like just bookmark that and remember that. Like going forward in terms of what will happen at the end of this season, what will happen next season. <laughs> Um, you know, Michael will do anything for his boy. And this is, again, somebody who anything. doesn't really know anything. <laughs> he, Even Ben. Yes, he did me. He did me. Oh, the other Ben. Which one are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Henry Gale. Um, but, I mean, it's a nice little thing. Like, I, like, I can't stand what was a little shit. But, like, um, I, I, like, Michael, just the way he, like, stands up to him is like, August 5th, when's mine? It's like, yeah, in your face, Walt. You suck. <laughs> it's a nice little character scene. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have the flashback, of course, and then we have Jack and Kate walking through the jungle. There's, like, no talking for a good, like, two minutes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, like, they stop. And Jack's, like, looking at her. And then Kate's like, you checking me out? And he's like, no, because you got your shirt on this time. Uh, what's his line? What does it mean? If I was checking you out, you'd no, know about yeah. it. What? Trust me. You'd, I was just going to ask you about that. Like, what was it? What does Jack checking you out actually look like then? Like, like what does he <sighs> He wh- whips, like, it, whips it out of his pants and starts like... <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. What does that even mean? Like, what does... If you would know it, like... Is, isn't that bad, then, if she knows it? We've like, all been caught. As, as guys, yeah. and not just as guys, as girls, too. People, human beings. We've all been caught checking someone out before. It's happened. We're human beings. Um, and, like, you know, it's fun when somebody, like, you're checking someone out. And I've been in the situation where they've turned around to me and said, are you checking me out? I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, I'm not going to hide it. Like, why not? Unless it's, like, my mum or something like that. But, like... <laughs> We're Tasmanian, we, we didn't, didn't say that. that. But, um, like, what what does that mean? Like, we, we're talking about this episode, maybe this episode's got some very bad writing in it. Like, if you finally check it out, you'd know about it. Like, how? <laughs> All these unanswered... Like, yeah, people are right, Lost did have unanswered questions. <laughs> What's Jack's method of checking someone out? Well, I guess we later found out on that bus, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Boone, Boone pops up meanwhile in the background. Yes, I was. No, Boone, it's okay. <laughs> I was checking you out, Kate. Over here, I was checking you out. <laughs> yeah, don't... but I'm glad I'm not the only one who picked up on that line. Because <laughs> uh, then he says, like, oh, I was thinking about the caves and we could do this, like... Like, geez, romantic, Jack. Jack, this is your That in. was your moment, Jack. This is your... Mo- exactly, you're in. <laughs> you're- it's not like she's like, oh, don't, like, check me out. That's disgusting. It's like, are you checking me out? Like, she's all happy about it. And he's just like, no, you know, <laughs> let's build a game. dam. 
<laughs> Come on, Jack. <laughs> Jack's flirtation. I'm on Team Sawyer at this point. <laughs> He's lost my fate. I'm on Team Saeed. Apparently, I've noticed in these next few episodes that apparently yeah, Kate I'm... and Saeed's a thing that never happened. It was something there. <laughs> I'm Team Boone. Uh, Boone's... <laughs> um, but yeah, so... He's basically going on about this idea, and Kate says, you know, Jack's all like, oh, I'm going to try and convince the others. And it's like, well, really? You've just made this idea up. So, um, and Kate's like, well, you still haven't convinced me yet. I love that. Um, it's so sad whenever people stand up against Jack in this show, because it doesn't happen nearly enough that it needs to. So. Yeah, because he's too busy trying to check people out that we don't know why. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the cave and Locke's getting a little bit creepy with, um, <laughs> with Charlie. <laughs> Are you following me? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to the loo. Well, let's go together. <laughs> this is your in, Charlie. <laughs> well, he's like a stalker because it's like, I know who you are. You're on drive shaft. You play bass. I'll play guitar sometimes. <laughs> Charlie needs to be like, he's checking me out. And yeah. lock, I, I've looked into the eye of this island, and if I was checking you out, you would know it. <laughs> um, I, I like Locke and Charlie. I don't know if you like Locke and Charlie, but I mean, I don't uh, know. Not season two, Locke and Charlie, but I like season one, Locke and Charlie. Um, but do you not, like, we're talking about some bad writing of that. I think my favourite character moment, well, definitely my favourite character moment of this episode is Locke is a fan of drive shaft. Yeah. I think that's just so cool. Like, <laughs> like, and and he, he thinks their self-titled debut was much better than Oil Change. It's just, just a, such a cool little exchange, and um, we're just slowly learning more about everyday Locke. And um, you know, Charlie's been waiting for this. He's been waiting for somebody who knows about drive shaft. So it's the old geezer. Th- <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a really nice character scene. I think that. You know, they don't need that in the show, but I think it just adds something extra to it. And we get to hear about all the different albums, and Charlie is so happy about it. And I love that. I play bass and guitar on a few tracks. <laughs> oh, Charlie. You know, Boom was in the background going, I know who Drive Shaft is too. <laughs> Um, I just wanted I wanted to see with Locke going yeah I know who you are drive shaft you are everybody <laughs> or he's like yeah I, I really like drive shaft what was your song uh, Wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> yeah completely yeah. good <laughs> you, you, you sang I can't get you, no satisfaction <laughs> your last name is Gallagher <laughs> yeah. what, what does he say like about just because I'm over 40 doesn't mean I don't like your music or something like that or oh, yeah, just because I over 40 doesn't mean I don't Oh, what is it? I don't like rock music. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's over 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Embellishing it a bit. There, Locke. <laughs> Lying about your age, Locke, trying to pick up Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 40. <laughs> just because I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's mentioning about uh, missing his guitar. Uh, I love how like Charlie's like, yeah, eight days, eleven hours. <laughs> oh, that's a bit cringy. <laughs> like, I mean, you're oh. you're you're a musician, Noah. I mean, if you're on a plane crash, are you missing your guitar that much? Uh, it's it's kind of cringy. Eight days and, and uh, give or take. Like, uh, and uh, I like, love I love how he says like, "Oh, bloke, made me check it in, fascist." <laughs> like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, would that ever fit on the cabin? Like, uh, sir, can you put that plane? under your seat, please? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, we did see that oceanic flights are like really spacious. Yeah, but still, well, that's exactly. A, a it. I mean, Hurley has to book an extra seat for himself. Couldn't Charlie? He loves a guitar so much. Just book an extra seat for him, put a seatbelt on it. <laughs> I mean, Char- uh, Hurley does that in season five, so yeah. it's possible. Exactly. Um, and I love it. Locke's like, oh, you'll see it again. Oh, I have faith. Like, oh, he's good old gummy Joe with his <laughs> faith. Positive in. Uh, so basically, uh, we're back at the beach. Jack's talking about moving to the caves, and Saeed's basically like, we're not going to admit defeat. Um, <laughs> I love that so much. Saeed is so great. I would not admit defeat. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's the argument, isn't it? Like, stay on the beach, obviously, because, you know, they want rescue, keep the signal fire going, and Jack's all like, well, we need to build a civilization. Um, so. I love what happened to live together day alone. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom! So it's so great when he goes off char- charging around the beach talking to everyone. Like, <laughs> oh, Jack's going. Like, he's really doesn't, he's not taking any of this at all. Like, yeah. I love Saeed this episode he's like he's like snarky saying well i'm gonna form my own civilization i'm going yeah, he over here off, michael i just want to make sure you're not following jack because yeah. i heard he doesn't like black people <laughs> goes up to charlie i heard he doesn't like drive shaft <laughs> and boone's like i'm forming my own civilization no you're not boone you're coming with me <laughs> I just love Sai going up to everyone. Like, I heard Jack doesn't like pregnant women. <laughs> Hurley, you'd never guess what Jack said about you and your weight. Like, Sai using all these dirty techniques against Jack. He, he, he goes up to Steve and says, like, Oh, I believe he doesn't know real people called Steve. What is it, Scott and Steve? Like, yeah. not I heard he called you Scott. <laughs> yeah, I love Scott and Steve. We're one week early. <laughs> Uh, I can't even remember my notes here. Uh, Hurley, I go where the ball's at, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then what does Hurley say to Jack? Like, oh, what's up with you and Kate? What is this, high school? Yeah. Like, what is, the per- what is the point of that line? Like, is this just the episode which they're really trying to sell the Kate yeah. and Jack-like chemistry? We know. I think we knew that from the first scene when she stitched yeah. him up. <laughs> I mean, we already knew, but I guess they're showing that the other survivors are starting to notice it and starting to kind of think... Um, but is it this episode or next when he's saying, so you and Kate going to move into a cave together? I think that's, that, that's it there, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. then, then we get yeah, the Sawyer what, what scene. What up with you and Kate? That's the high school yeah. line. And then we get the Sawyer scene of like, what's it like having the Doctor and Captain Falafel fighting over you? Captain Falafel! <laughs> 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 that has to be in a top ten for Sawyer Nickname. But can we just point out, because, like, in all seriousness, are we meant to believe this is, like, a love quadrangle? Like, is Saeed got a chance with Katie? <laughs> yeah, there's something again we'll see. In the, again, we keep jumping between the next episode. It's like we watched them both and we're recording back to back, but that could never happen. No, um, no not at all. <laughs> there is a lot of Saeed and Kate, even in... Episode eight and nine as well, not nine, but even episode eight, like, there's something going on here. There, there, there is more chemistry between Kate and Saeed that's never explored than Saeed and Shannon. Uh- <laughs> yes. It's like the Michael Michael Sun thing all over again. The hidden romance is Saeed and Kate. I think Saeed and Kate could make it work, though. I, I've got yeah, to say. They're perfect, man. You know? Better I- than Saeed. Adam. Yeah, I, better than Michael and Jin. Uh, son, I mean, another one. Michael and Jin was a whole other one that they just erased from the episodes. <laughs> that, um... I the cutting. Yeah, I think Captain Falafel and Freckles would be <laughs> They both go get him, and they both want to get off the island. He's a torturer. She's a 
criminal. Hey, yeah. there you go. Hashtag Team Falafel, hashtag Team Freckles. There we go. <laughs> Hold you, love Quadrangle. Oh, my goodness. Um, in the meantime, we see Michael chopping wood. Son's gone into the jungle uh, and looking at Michael chopping wood because what's sexier than a man chopping wood? Um, <laughs> and then we get the flashback and then all of a sudden we get back to Sun. Uh, and what does Michael say? Like, great, look who came to chat. And then, does she chat all right? She says, in English, I need to talk to you. Da, 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 plot twist. Um, to which he replies yeah. with, you speak English, and she starts speaking Korean again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, basically. We, we find out that, yeah, she speaks English. She's learnt, She knows English all along, and we'll obviously, uh, as you said with that flashback, you took your lessons, and we kind of see that a little bit later on. Um but, uh, yeah, we kind of find out that the reason Michael got bashed the shit out of by uh, Jean was because uh, he stole her husband, uh, stole her father's watch, if I'm not mistaken. Because we get a backstory to that watch, don't we? Uh, yeah, the watch that he's going to deliver in Los Angeles. That's correct. That's the reason why he's going to Los Angeles. So, uh, there you go. Um, and meanwhile, we go back. But is that... Uh, I mean, we, I feel like we're kind of glossing over this, but, like... Lost delivers again. Like, it's no Locke was in a wheelchair, but, I mean, I, it becomes... It's so early we find out, but we can't discredit the fact that we were introduced to this character that didn't speak English, and then suddenly this is a huge plot twist, and, yeah, it's not Locke, but... I don't know if it, I think this, I don't know if it surprised me as much, though. I, I kind of felt that when I no, saw this, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of to be expected that one of them really did speak English, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Locke in the wheelchair, you cannot predict, but this you could have predicted, and then when it happened, you're like, oh, yeah. Um, but it's still like crazy like episode 4 had a big twist now episode 6 like again and I think it gets lost 13 years later no pun intended but (laughs) when you're first watching this then this episode like you're like oh you're loving it you've got this big plot twist you're getting all these character moments you've had this Korean flashback so I think first watch this must have been a huge moment and I did watch it live but I can't really remember this one too much but um, I think it's a great twist like I think it's really cool that, you know, they had this Korean couple and Sun, the kind of reserved woman, is the one who speaks English and she was going to leave her husband. But. And you know that the Boone stepped in and goes, I speak English too. <laughs> a, Boone. I do like also that uh, only Michael finds out and it's not until yeah. in translation that everyone finds And Kate will find out. Because um, I forgot. I but, forgot that I, I thought, like, Jin... Because I know Jean eventually gets pissed off at Sun, spoiler alert, and yeah, kind of doesn't talk about it. Yeah, because the big moment yeah. in front of everyone where she goes, stop. And, um, but I kind of like that it's just, it's still a secret. The audience isn't on it now, but it's still a secret. So it's kind of fun to watch her now that we know. Yeah. Watch her interact with the others. And that will come to play a hand in a couple of episodes, of course, too, uh, when it comes to Shannon. <laughs> it's not funny. Shannon nearly dies, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, Shannon. <laughs> anyway, um, so we go back to the cave. Um, he's, you know, dear old gummy Joe still stalking Charlie to which Charlie replies, listen to me, you old git. <laughs> <laughs> A man has right to some privacy. Um, to which he's basically saying, give it to me. Uh, he wants the drugs off Charlie because <laughs> Locke's got a heroin problem. <laughs> give me your heroin, Charlie. I <laughs> give me the drug. <laughs> I need a hit. My legs are starting to crumble again. Um, 
And then, <laughs> that's how he can walk. It's yeah. the heroin. <laughs> Charlie basically, you know, I mean, he's got a good point there. He says, don't pretend that you know me, like you, you know, know something about me and kind of, uh, Locke's kind of like, well, I know more than you do. And I, you know, if you want your guitar, then give me your drugs. Um, blah, blah. <laughs> I'll swap your drugs with guitar. <laughs> Sounds a bit like a shady deal. Yeah. Uh, and of course he says like, look up Charlie and there's the guitar just chilling on a cliff. Uh, I mean, Charlie, if you had have looked up in the first place, like you wouldn't have had to I give mean, away your drugs. Locker, yeah, best of both worlds then. Uh, but I mean, Locke has a bad track record with telling people to go and climb up on big cliffs oh. and get, get me. So, I mean... <laughs> He's one for two. Well, at this at this point, you know, like Locke likes to take on an apprentice. Um, he, he has two good apprentices in this series. He might kill one of them in a few episodes. <laughs> who will it be? <laughs> I just can't stop crying. Of course, it's going to be the one who will volunteer. I'll go up and get the guitar. No, Boone, just not yet. Your time will come in a few episodes. Yeah, you, just wait. <laughs> You'll help Charlie get his drugs back at the same time. So anyway, it comes full circle. <laughs> the climbing cliffs yeah. gets Charlie's drugs back. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, meanwhile, we get a Jack and Kate scene. Uh, Kate doesn't want to become Eve. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and then kind of Jack asks the question again. What is what it did that you, you do? Uh, you had your time to ask, which I think is a fair point by Kate. Like, well, yeah, very fair. She did say, like, I'm going to tell you. And Jack said, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we did. Doesn't, and now he's a tell me. <laughs> you so really I, don't I, like, I like that. <laughs> I mean, the audience doesn't like it because it's like, oh, come on, Kate, just tell us. But gonna extend but, it yeah, I like that she. It, I think it's fair. I I like. She tell Saeed. Yeah, <laughs> when they're having sex, passionate, kinky, Iraqi sex. Like my god, um, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun. Um, mm. I'll be the interrogator. You be the victim. Um, <laughs> I'll find your I'll weapons of you mass destruction. I'll find your weapons of mass destruction. Um, don't Ben, don't make jokes about Iraq. It's not funny. Um, or maybe it might be to the people of Iran or something. Um, what? Um, what does Jack say? If you need me, you know where to find me. That's kind of sweet, isn't it? Because you know this love story that's blossoming between the two. Uh, then we get Michael with an axe. Um, <laughs> Chops gin turtle. I haven't had a very good week. Now I've got a deranged Korean guy trying to kill me again. I think it's like not. I don't think Koreans hate black. I think black people hate Koreans. Like my God, Koreans. he's got an axe. Gin um, <laughs> must have been shitting himself so much right now. He's trying to get his head chopped off. This is just an old, if this was like Game of Thrones, he would have gotten his head chopped off. Like, you know. yeah, if this was on cable, yeah, if this was a season later, he would have chopped his head off. Um, Twenty thousand dollar watch. How does Michael know that? Like, he's a watch connoisseur, apparently. Um, cool. Uh, he chops uh, his. Arm off? No, he chops the. He he, he goes full Kate Winslet Titanic and manages to chop these uh, handcuffs without actually practicing very well. Um, I mean, despite the fact that Kate Winslet closes her eyes in Titanic, it looks like he has his eyes open. Um, cool. Uh, so we get that flashback uh, of their. Again, in we the keep airport. talking about uh, continuity. I love that Jin is now going to have this handcuff on until yeah. I think it's season two, episode ten, or maybe episode nine. What or happened 11. to the keys? I had the keys before, right? Um, uh, did they ever have keys? Well, I mean, Kate did, did to get out of them on the did, plane, and she would have had to remove them from her wrists. So, how did yeah, they get but, back I on? Mean, the, how did I they get back on? You the... notice them? 
I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the plane ripped in half, and oh, she it? was at the very tail of where the plane ripped in half. I didn't. I, I didn't see that. We bit. may have lost a key. But, but where did, where did they there. get the handcuffs back on the flight marshal then? What do you mean? Well, like she took the handcuffs off, right? Because she had them on the plane. So then, what did yeah, she then, do with the handcuffs? Remember, after? Walt finds them in the jungle. You know, we watched the episode like <laughs> four weeks ago. So anyway, we're to the end of the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when Boone's not in an episode. Well, he's about to be, sort of. Um, this is why people think Lost has unanswered questions. <laughs> it's like, what happened to the handcuffs? That's on our list. Um, uh, Jack, uh, we're back in the cave. Charlie's got his guitar. And that's not going to piss off the other island inhabitants, is it? He's going to get exiled back to the beach, I think. <laughs> so Jack shows up with his new tenants. Now, according to my list here... Uh, Jack, Locke, Charlie, Hurley, Jin, Sun, uh, Ethan is on this list. Dr. Leslie Arts, <laughs> Doug, and Sullivan, the main ones. The- oh, Doug. <laughs> I'm so yeah, glad Doug. Doug went to the cave. I'm so glad. I wasn't sure if he was going to do it, but I'm glad Doug chose the caves because I think caves really fit Doug. <laughs> <laughs> If if there's one person who screams cave, <laughs> Doug, Doug, <laughs> and Ethan, like I wish they actually had him there in this episode. Uh, so they've got to the cave. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the beach, it's Kate, Sawyer, Saeed, Claire, Michael, Walt, Vincent. <laughs> I love how Vincent's on this list. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought Vincent would have gone to the cave without Walt and Michael. <laughs> ruff, 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 I'm going with Doug. <laughs> Shannon... I can't believe Doug left his friends on the beach. <laughs> I know. Shannon, Boone, Rose, uh, Scott and Steve are all on the beach. I love Scott and Steve. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Hurley puts on his headphones, listens to some pretty shitty country music. Um, oh, I like that. No, I don't. Uh, Boone. We see Boone and Shannon for two seconds. That's it. They're on the beach. Yeah, a little. They're Woo! on the beach without Doug. They're too sad that he left. Yeah, so. well, Boone, Boone and Doug were besties. They were they were tight. And there was yeah, definitely some fl- there was some flirting going on between Sullivan and Shannon. Uh, was... <laughs> I think uh, Boone has taken a vow of silence, Mister Echo Style, after after Doug left to the cave. And Shannon's um, still crying. That's why she has an asthma attack. But I have to go back, Ben. I think you may have offended some people because you mentioned the country song. Do you know who sings this song? Oh, probably somebody really famous. Like, I don't know. Yes. It's Willie Nelson. <laughs> Is that Willie Nelson? <laughs> you just offended, offended every country person ever. <laughs> oh, no one who likes Willie Nelson is listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind Willie Nelson. I think Ray Mullen probably likes. Uh, <laughs> Doug Doug's more of a, a Kenny Rogers fan. So. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't liking it. He wasn't listening. Um, and... But I, I should correct myself here. <laughs> I did say in our episode three recap that Hurley's Walkman breaks in episode six, and I was being all show offy. Um, 
Clearly, I made a mistake. It's later on in season one. It's not episode six. There's three music montages. Because that's so. the big question. Everybody's like, well, how are the batteries lasting on that damn thing when he's listening to it? Uh, so, yeah, we just kind of get these little close off. We get uh, Walt. I like the montage. Yeah, it's nice. Walt says, oh, can I ask you something? When's your birthday? Oh, I'll laugh around the fire. We're all Sweet. still stranded on an island. Uh, we've lost Doug. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I've written here, fade out. Lost! Uh, that's how it ends. Like, when we get the doom. Like, to me, like, I like how that closes with lost. I love how we get that boo, and then we see the word lost. It just doesn't work in some episodes. This episode, it does not work. It's all like, la, 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 Willie Nelson. Oh, it's so sweet. Lost! <laughs> I wish, they, I wish they cut it midway song. Like, are you sure this is where... <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Halfway through the song. Oh, so there we go. I don't know if you've got much to comment there. I mean, sadly, Doug and oh, Sullivan oh. and Steve and Scott aren't together anymore. The dynamic foursome. The, uh, the foursome <laughs> has been broken up. The four horsemen. They're, they're split up. Steve, I mean, Scott, Duck, and Sullivan. <laughs> the four horsemen of the Lost Island. <laughs> Can I just point out, on this entire list, the only person that doesn't like, even next to Ethan, Art, so they've got in like brackets who the actor is who plays them, even next to Scott and Steve, uh, even next to Sullivan, next to Doug, there is no actor listed next to Doug. <laughs> who is Doug? <laughs> That's the biggest mystery of Lost. <laughs> Right, hang on a bit. Where's my list? Lost episode six. Question number one. Well, I mean, who is Doug? You know, when we get Javier Grillo on the show after the <laughs> Korean black. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned this is a sad moment for the four horsemen. I mean, it's going to get worse because we're actually going to see Sullivan develop a rash in a few episodes. Oh, no, not Sullivan! And, 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 then, and then Scott and or Steve is going to get murdered in a few episodes. Don't. So it's like... <laughs> So this is the beginning of the end for the four horsemen. This is where they should have stuck together and they would have been fine. Oh, Doug had to leave. I Sullivan can't handle followed. it. Not the rash. The rash. The rash. Not the rash. <laughs> yeah, so bad news for the four horsemen. Now, before we rate it, I guess, uh, do we have any questions? And do we have? I don't think we get any answers this episode, do we? Um, just looking over. I mean, the... clarified things about Sun and Jin, but nothing like answer. Well, answer. On our Running questions here. Yeah, we don't have uh, any answers there. Um, nope. All right. So I guess questions. Who are Adam and Eve? Do we get put that on there? Yeah, that has to be the big major one. Is who are Sullivan uh, and Doug? Who and <laughs> <laughs> Who's Doug? No. Who are Adam and Eve? And what are the black and white pieces they've got? Like that is definitely the biggest question, and a question that went through the whole series was answered um should we what did uh, uh Jin do like whose blood is it like how would you phrase that yeah question? i thought about would that be a one like what was why was Jin bloody kind of thing <laughs> is that one yeah why was Jin bloody uh, <laughs> and then i had how and why did sun learn english it's kind of like is that a question? It's kind of needs more clarification, but it also is kind of implied. That's what how so. why well is it though? Like I mean I think it's like it's a blink and you miss moment. It's not like uh the the decorator says, You learnt English to get away. It's it's not like it's it's not, you know, the Jack and Kate of this episode painted out, Are you two a thing? <laughs> like I think it's yeah, I yeah. get I guess we don't fully know, like they Sun could have been involved in some conspiracy or something like that. So yeah, I think it could be yeah. So the four questions I've got here. Who are Adam and Eve? What are the black and white stones? Why was Jin bloody? Oh, that can kind of be one. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Hang on then. 
Uh, and, whoops, that's a Ben Waterworth question asking like two in one go. Uh, why was Jin bloody and how, why does Sun know English? And uh, who are Doug and Sullivan? No, right. Um, so there we go. Okay. So ratings wise, uh, buy it, rent it, bin it. What are we doing with this one? Uh, I think this episode, you know, we're into the, we've got through the five classic openers and there will be a lot of classic episodes that I'm buying throughout season one. There's some good stuff to come, but you know, any season that has 24 episodes, 25 episodes in a season is going to have some lower moments and watching it for the first time, you got the big twist. You got some nice Sun and Jin character moments because they were kind of the last characters that we hadn't got to know yet. You got some funny lines in there. Um, and really, it's just a moving piece. It's getting everyone to the caves type thing, setting that up. Uh, but it's decent. There's a, enough in there. We talked about quite a bit of it, and we had some fun with it. So it's a rent. It's definitely not a buy, but I definitely wouldn't bin this. It's it's tolerable, and I can enjoy moments of it in a rewatch. So I'm, I'm going to rent this one. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a rent it for me. We're going to break our streak here. And to clarify, you... Yeah, I think, we're doing so good. I think you asked me, had we ever had a big enough streak that long before? And to answer it, no. No one had ever gone that oh, long. Um, ex- actually, hang on. I will correct myself. Um, if you classify guest one as our sort of extra guest that we have on our episodes, uh, Australian Survivors episode one to five between two people bought the first five episodes, but we're talking about one person here. So no, we, we broke a record there, the most consecutive, um, buy it in a row. So, uh, and also, oh, hang on, actually, no, I'm going to correct myself. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry, Noah. Nick bought five episodes of New Zealand Survivor in a row. So I did my research. <laughs> Bloody Nick. <laughs> yes, but uh, but I mean, as a collective, like not one person, like as a collective, the entire series True. has been true. Um, and also, we've got the same pattern. So when will we disagree on an episode? Who knows? There's been a few interesting ones, and some of our other rewatches, particularly the third watch Nip Tuck ones. There's been uh, some big uh, disparaging gaps. That's probably not the best way to describe it, Ben. I don't know where I was going with that, but um, I didn't realize a plane crashed in the show, so I'm dumb. So, uh, anyway, yeah, we will see. Uh, Maybe next week. Maybe. The moth. Who knows? The moth. Well, we're next. That's exactly where we're at next time. Um, Let's just talk about that quickly. There's a moth. Uh, Charlie's Not one of my favourite episodes. (laughs) Uh, It was kind of set up. A lot of this episode is a setup for the moth, really, which that episode doesn't need more setup. But, yeah. Uh, We we talked about a lot of the classic episodes of Lost. Now we're going to talk about some of the non-classics. Well, and let's be honest, there's more Boone and Shannon in the next episode. Just a little bit. Um, not as a much little, as one yeah. after that, but still more than this episode. So uh, get excited. Uh, as always, you can stay in touch with all these episodes by subscribing, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And whilst you're there, leave us some feedback. If you're Korean, please let us know why you hate black people. Uh, if you're black, please tell us why you think that Koreans hate you. Um, I know there's politically more correct ways of saying that, but I guess we've said it now. Oh, well. Um, that's a really bad way of describing it, Ben. Just no wonder people hate you. Uh, and yeah, if you, if you want to, any other sort of questions or anything, comments in regards to Lost, by all means, please, uh, you can email us, contact us via Facebook and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, this has been episode six of Lost, House of the Rising Sun. My name has been Ben, and I wish Captain Falafel would fight over me. Uh, oh. My name's Noah, and how bloody great you've got an in-joke.
Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.